Today is the fourth Sunday of uh, the blessed month of Tuba, and today the gospel is from John chapter 9. And as I mentioned last week, uh, one of the themes of this month is the declaration of salvation to the entire world. The declaration of salvation to the entire world, which is the Gentiles. And this theme is very evident in the, in the readings for today. In the gospel today and in the, like the Acts today, we read about how the Gentiles were accepted. And you, we read about the story of when St. Peter saw the dream and saw the unclean animals. And the Lord said, what God has cleansed, do not call uh, common or unclean and then you know how the story goes that that was acceptance that the Lord had acceptance accepted the Gentiles and then today in the gospel you see a story of a man born blind and one of the lessons that we learn from the story of the man born blind is that he came the, the reason the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world is so that the blind may see so that the blind may see and in the liturgy we pray something very nice we say you have not abandoned us to the end but have always visited us through your holy prophets and in the last days you did manifest yourself to us who are sitting in darkness so there was darkness in the world there was darkness in the world and people could not see but then the Lord Jesus Christ, he came into the world and him being the light of the world, he gave light to the world so that the world can see. So today I want to discuss with you how the Lord takes away our blindness. Because many might be complaining. This is a complaint many people might have. And they might say in their daily lives that we can't see God. Where is God? Where is God? I don't feel Him in my daily life. Where, how come all these things are happening? I can't see God in my daily life. The first thing I want to say to you is that God is actively working for your salvation. Actively working for your salvation. In the Gospel of today, it says, the Lord Jesus Christ said, I must work the works of Him who sent me. So the Lord is working. The Lord is not sitting idle on his throne in heaven just watching us from upstairs and just like pointing and ha ha no he is active very integrated with this he's the creator of the world and he's active in our lives and watching us in everything that we do and he's actively working to remove blindness actively working to remove blindness you know in Luke 15 there was two parables three parables but I, I want to talk about two that are about the Lord working. In Luke 15, you know the, the parable about the lost sheep. The parable about the lost sheep, it says there was a hundred sheep. And if he loses one, does he not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? The idea is that the good shepherd leaves the 99 and goes after one. That's a lot of work. To leave 99 and go after one. But he searches diligently for the, the one. The second parable is very similar to it. The parable of the lost coin. He says, what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house. Sweep the house. Search carefully until she finds it. 
So, like, this is a, a message that the Lord is actively searching in the prayers of the baptism. Maybe they're not as familiar, but one of the nice things that we say in the prayers of the baptism, it says, you who search the treasure of the hearts as you search Jerusalem with a candle. Have you heard that expression before? You who search Jerusalem with a candle, like the Lord Jesus Christ, like inspector, searching, finding, digging deep, to find after, going after every single one, after seeking, seeking after all those who are blind and trying to remove blindness. And notice in the gospel of today, was it the blind man who found Jesus or was it Jesus who found the blind man? Actually, it was Jesus who sought the blind man. The disciples asked him a question, and then the Lord said, Okay, you admit the glory of God may be manifested. And then he, he performed the miracle on the blind man. So one question that we often, like, I often hear and kind of drives me a little, yeah, inside bothers me just a little, is when people say, um, you know, ask the question about, what about the people who have not heard the gospel? How about those people living in the remote parts of the world or whatever, or the people that don't, don't, weren't born Christian? The Lord is searching with a candle. He's searching Jerusalem with a candle. The Lord is active. The people who are asking that question, they're making two assumptions that I think are very faulty. One is they're assuming that they love their neighbor more than God loves the ones that are living in the isolated parts. And two, it assumes that God is not doing anything about those people. But that's, those two assumptions are God is very active, very alive. He is searching for people uh, and searching for his lost sheep. You might say, okay, Abuna, I believe God is working I believe that, that sounds very good, but I still don't see him or feel him in my life. And here I want to say something to you, is that actually, maybe you're seeing, your eyes are betraying you. Your eyes are betraying you. Your feelings are betraying you. You are not feeling right. You are not seeing right. And I'll give you maybe a couple demonstrations to prove this point. For instance, how many of you have rode on a commercial airliner, you know, it's going 500 miles per hour, whatever, going very fast. But when it's cruising in the, you're just sitting there, do you feel it's moving? You don't even feel anything. You don't even feel, it's like you're just, you don't feel, but the, 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 the plane is moving. It's go. it's traveling. It's going. How about even the earth? That we're, do you know how fast the earth is moving? I looked it up this morning. Technically, 67,000 miles per hour. The earth is moving around the sun 67,000 miles per hour. And the earth is rotating on its axis at 1,000 miles per hour. Do you feel that the earth is moving? Do you feel? But God, you might not feel it. And you might say, oh, I don't feel anything. But actually it is. Same is true about God. You might not feel God, but actually God is active, is moving. He's moving fast. He's doing wonders around you. And even in the earth, you see little bits of it. You see the seasons change. You see, you see some signs. Same is true about God. God is very active 
in our, in, throughout our lives. Even if we don't maybe see big manifestations, God is working very subtly and moving very fast, just like the world. So I would say be careful about your feelings and your senses. They might be betraying you. Your feeling or your thoughts or your feeling could be betraying you. Right now we're reading in uh, you know, our little lit club, the book of Confessions by St. Augustine. And one of the things that's very touching to me is that you see that St. Augustine lived a very wicked life for 33 years. For 33 years lived away from God, lived in darkness. He was living blind. But every like chapter, he was going through the story of his life. In every chapter, he's talking about how every point of his life, God was giving him signs. God was guiding him. God was active. Whether it was even in like some of the bad things he was doing. He says, God, you gave me this to teach me this. You gave me this and I learned this. Even he went to go meet St. Ambrose. And St. Ambrose to him was just someone who was very, like a scholar, someone who was just very wise. And, you know, St. Augustine was like a philosopher, a rhetorician. So he was, he had like, uh, he liked good speech. So he went to St. Ambrose to meet, just see good speech. And some of the words of St. Ambrose touched him. And even from that point till the point he converted was still many years the idea that God was actively working on him, but just chipping away day by day, chipping, 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 until there was the point of grace, and then St. Augustine switched, and his eyes were opened, and his eyes, and God took away his blindness. I think like the same is true for many of us. We have to be patient and wait, but know that God is active and working, and day by day is manifesting Himself, is acting in our lives, giving us very important lessons, teaching us, inspiring us, giving the work of His Holy Spirit in our lives to, to take away our blindness. Number two, we said God is active, but if we want to take away our blindness, guess what? We also have to... We have to act. God is acting, but we also have to do our part. We have to act. If you read how the blind man received his sight, it's very interesting. It says that the Lord spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The interesting part is that the Lord did not just heal by the clay and the anointing of the eye. There was a second part that he had to go, he had to go wash. If he didn't wash, I don't know if he would have been healed. The Lord just put clay on it and then sent him away and said wash. So the idea is that... There was an extra, like, there was some involvement. He had to do some effort. And I was trying to look this morning how far the pool of Siloam was from where they were. And I found some things, but it sounded like it was about like a half a mile away. And if you're a blind man, that's like, you know, I would say it's actually like God is so merciful. He doesn't put anything too beyond and nothing too easy. Like, it's just, he had to show some effort to walk to the place to wash and then he was was healed 
So God never makes, like our action is not too big, not too, it's just right for us and it's according to our ability. God gives us a little bit of action to show our faith. This reminded me of the story of Naaman the Syrian. Naaman the Syrian, he was a leper and he was the, he was the commander in the ar- army of Aram, the king of Syria. And one of his servant girls was um, an Israelite and told him that he should go and consult the prophets in Israel and he would get healing from his leprosy. So Naaman the Syrian, actually the king wrote a letter to, to the king of Israel and the king of Israel thought it was like they were trying to war with each other. And so he's like, what is this? Why is he sending this to me? Can I heal? I can't heal Naaman the Syrian. And then Elisha heard this and said, have him come to me and I'll take care of him. So Naaman the Syrian came to Elisha and Elisha told him to go wash seven times. To go wash seven times. And this was kind of like a little troubling for Naaman the Syrian. And he even said, he said, why do I have to do this? Why? Why? Why can't I just do it in my backyard? I go wash. There's many waters. Why do I have to go to this? Why do I have to exert all this effort? Why do I have to act? But then he was convinced to go do it. And when he did it, he was... He was cleansed. The idea being, sometimes I think many people, we are struggling with blindness and the Lord is willing to heal, but we only do step one. We come to the church, we're blind, but we come to the church and we just want something to be put on our faces. So we just put clay on our faces. Maybe we come and we just pray in church and we do. But we don't, we're not willing to take the... The next step. We're not willing to go to the waters and wash. We're not willing to make the sacrifice. We're not willing to cut off the bad things in our life. We're not willing to give up our pride. We're not willing to reconcile with anyone else. If you only do the the clay in the eyes, you would still be... You'd still be blind. The only way to be blind, you had to go and wash... So the, the, the message for us today is we have, to, we have to act. Some of the actions that we should do. What are some of the actions that we should do? One, and I, I'm going to go back to St. Augustine, is that the, I think one of the things that was so beautiful about St. Augustine is that he was so hungry for the truth. So hungry for the truth. He wanted to know the truth. Even he was a philosopher of the Manichees and he had many different ideologies. And, but he was searching for the truth. At one point he locked himself in a room and said, I'm going to figure this out. And started reading scripture. And, and like the Lord was chiseling away at all the, you know, the faults. and Searching for the truth. If you're searching for the truth, that's one of the actions that you can do. And the Lord will take away our blindness. The Lord will take away our blindness if we are searching for the truth. The, the problem is like in the story of the gospel today, the Pharisees, the parents, searching for the truth, searching for the truth. How come the parents, this, this is their son, said, no, we don't, you can ask him. It's in front of you. The truth is right there. 
Why don't you defend your son? Why don't you say? But they didn't want, they couldn't speak for the truth. They weren't searching for the truth. If you're not searching for the truth, you are, you are blind. If you are not searching for the truth, you are blind. If you want to know the truth, the truth is, in front, is right here. And the Lord will take away your blindness. Actually, the Pauline epistle today, the junior high kids, they should know it very well. It's about the, the tree and how branches were cut off and new branches were grafted in. Why were the old branches cut off? The old branches of the, the Jews. The old branches were the Jews. And St. Paul in his epistle, he says, the old branches were cut off so that new ones could be grafted in. Why were the old ones cut off? Because they were not looking for the truth. Because they did not accept the truth. That's one action. The second action that I think we can do is, uh, is along the same lines, to learn from the humility of the Gentile. Learn from the humility of the blind man. To be humble. Not to be greedy. And not to be greedy for attention, not to be greedy for materialism, not to exalt ourselves. The, the Pharisees, when the blind man came in, they said, give glory to... Give glory to God. Do you want to give glory to God, Pharisee? You don't want to give glory to God. You want to give glory to yourself. You want to give glory to yourself. You don't have any... You don't care about this blind man. You don't care about any... You're trying to give glory to yourself. But they're saying give glory. They had this mask on of hypocrisy. If you want to be like free from blindness, you have to take off this mask of hypocrisy. If I go back to the story of Naaman the Syrian, the servant of Elisha actually suffered from this blindness. Because later on in the story, Naaman the Syrian, after he was healed... He wanted to give Elisha a big gift. So he was like, take this big gift. And Elisha, being a righteous and just person, says, I don't need your gifts. You're healing. I don't, I don't take gifts. I don't need your gift. The servant of Elisha, a little greedy, a little blind to the work of God. So after Naaman left... He chased him and said, You know those gifts that you were thinking about giving to Elisha? Uh, why don't you give me a few of them? And so he said, uh, like he asked for one talent. Even Naaman was so generous. He says, Oh, you only want one? Take two. And take all this stuff. And gave him so much stuff. Then the servant of Elisha came back. And, and then Elisha asked him, said, uh, Where have you been? Where, where have you been? And then this is like, the, like a kid in trouble. The, the servant of Elisha like stumbled, didn't know what to say. And was like, I know. And then Elisha cursed him and said, his leprosy will come on you for what you've done. The irony here is that someone who was leper was cleansed. And someone who was cleansed became became a leper. The same is true in the story of the blind man. The blind man became, could see, but those who could see actually became blind. 
Why? Because they did not act too much pride, too much greed. If you want to see, you have to trust that the Lord is working and also remove all the barriers of pride, all the barriers of materialism, all the pride and the barriers that are in the life. You have to make the act. You have to go and wash. And once you go and wash, you will be cleansed. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.